the last thing we were discussing was a person is always forewarned not to damage other people. We talked about what happens if a person didn't know that he caused the damage or he had something that can cause damage, what would be the halakha in different cases. We, we saw a whole bunch of halakhot from Rabbah in regards to a person bringing that damage closer. At what point is, is he hayav? At what point is he not hayav? We are talking more about indirect damages. And with that, we're starting Kavzayin Amud Aleph. Second line in, uh, the last word on the line where it says Bas. Now we're really on the third line. Let's say the person threw a baby off a roof and all of a sudden comes a bull, Shor Mu'ad, has to be Shor Mu'ad. And uh, he was able to catch the baby with his horns and the baby died. Does the owner of the ox have to pay kofir or not? That's Plukhtadr Bishmael ben Oshar, Bihan ben Beroka, Verabanan. And again, according to uh, the Rabbanan, in the, the last uh, Braita that we brought, with, in regards to 10 people killing a person, they're all patur. Over here, he would be patur. This is a, uh, the question over here is, according to Rabbi Uda ben Betera, what would be the halakha? So we're saying it's a mahlokit Rabbi Ishmael and Rabbanan de Tanya. The Pasuk says, Venatan Pidyon Nafsho, it says that a person gives a Pidyon for his Nefesh. Now, what's Nefesh? Which Nefesh are we talking about? So, uh, Tanakama says, Demen Yizak, you have to pay the worth of the, whatever, of the person that got uh, hurt. Rabbi Shmad bin Rabbi Yohanan bin Rokaomer, no, what do we mean by Nafsho? Deme Mazik, you have to pay whatever the Mazik is worth. The one who is damaging, you have to pay that. So now you see, according to Rabbanan, who say you go by what was damaged. Okay, in this case, the baby was in the air. He was going to die anyways, so there's no worth to this baby because this baby was dying anyways. So then the the cow didn't do anything. However, according to Bishmael, where you, where you pay what the damager is worth, then the owner of the cow has to pay whatever the cow is worth. Now that's the way Rashi explains it. Rabbeinu Hanan El has the opposite perush. That according to Rabbanan, he would be hayav. According to Rabbi Shmael, he would be patur. Ve'amaraban is the fifth halacha that Rabbah brings down. Nafal merosh agag. If someone fell off the roof, a regular wind, nothing crazy, blew him off. Ve'nitka beisha, and he fell on top of a woman, and he was with her. Hayav be'arba devarim. He is hayav to pay her for four things. We'll explain soon. Ubibimto lo kana. And if it was his Yabama and he fell on top of her, since he had no kavana to do a ma'aseh bi'ah, he is, he is not koner, he doesn't acquire her. Hayav benezek He has to pay for her damage, her pain, uh, her medical bills, and for her not being able to work. Aval boshet, he doesn't have to pay her embarrassment. It's not enough. Hayav ala boshet, mitkaven. You don't pay for embarrassment unless you you have an intent to damage or to hurt or to embarrass. Ve'amaraban, here's number six. Nafal miroshagag biruhshi enamitz. We have someone got blown off the roof with a very heavy wind. There's something not normal. That's considered already an onus. That's a different level. However, on the other hand, the Rashba explains it's not a total onus because you shouldn't be up there when the wind is like that. And if he damaged and he embarrassed his friend, he has to pay for the damages because the person is always mu'ad, the person has to be always careful. But he doesn't have to pay the other four things. But if it was a regular wind, nothing heavy, and he damaged and he embarrassed, he has to pay the four things damages, pain, medical bills, and not working. But he doesn't have to pay for the embarrassment because he didn't have an intent to damage.
Now, if in the middle of the air he changes mind, he has a kavana to, uh, you know, to benefit. He wants to be with this woman. Or halfway down, he's thinking, I want the damage. At that point, hayav af ala bush, then he even has to pay, even for the embarrassment part. He, had, he would have to pay all five things. And we learn it from the following Baitamimashmashinimar. It says the Pasuk, Vishale Hayada, the Pasuk is talking about two men fighting and a woman comes, one of the fighters' uh, wives come and they, she grabs onto the other guy and by his uh the embarrassment part meaning his uh, testicles. It's Eniodashi Hazika, and it says when when it says Vishalehayada, when she sends out her hands, it could just say Vishalehayada bin Bushav. I, I, I should obviously know that we're talking about a situation where in Hazika, where she grabbed onto it. So then, Mata Modomar de Hazika, why do I need the word ve Hazika? Once a person has an intent to damage, even though he wasn't thinking of embarrassing, still at that point, once he's thinking of damaging, he's high even on the embarrassment. And number seven, if, uh, if a person put a coal on his friend's chest, and umet, and the person died as a result. Patur, the person who put it there is patur, because the person with the call on him is competent enough to know that when you have something burning you, you jump up and get it off of you. However, I'll be gedov and israf hayav. But if you put the call on on your friend's clothing, on his jacket, on his shirt, and the shirt got burnt, at that point you're hayav because the, when he let it burn, the reason he didn't jump, he's figuring, okay, I can just take him to court later and make him pay for it. And Amara Aba Tarvayu we learned these two dinim in the Mishnayot. Alibo. When it says uh, if he puts on his actual chest, he's patur. kavash alav or If a person put his friend into the fire or to the water, If he can't get out of the fire or the water and and he died, uh, the person who put him there hayav. But if he put him into the water or the fire and he could get out of there, umet and he died patur because he should have gone out. Bigdo, and in regards to the clothing, the tenan. If a person tells his friend, rip my shirt, uh, break my jug, and he and he did it, he has to pay for it because he, he didn't uh, forego the the money. He just told him to break it. He was trying to tell him, listen, if you want to break it, break it, but you're going to have to pay. So the same thing over here. However, but if he told him, okay, rip it with the intention of the person not paying for it, then he's patur, he doesn't have to pay for it, obviously. Now, Rabbah has a question. If a person put a call on his, uh, on his slave's chest, and the rule is if you uh, hurt him or you kill him, uh, he goes out free, or if he belongs to someone else, you have to pay whatever he's worth, so the question is, what is this slave considered? Is it like a, an actual person and he should be patur because he should have jumped up and get the call off of him? Or is he considered like an asset and therefore he would be hayav? And if you want to say he's considered a human being and he should have jumped up, then the question is, what about a cow? Should a cow have jumped up? Do we say that and he's patur? Or do we say a cow is assets and you're hayav? 
So Adar Pashtafti asked the question, and Rabbah finally said that Avdo Kegufo, an Ibid, a slave, is like a person's body, meaning he should have jumped up and he would be Patur. However, Shoro Kebamono, but the cow or the ox is like a regular asset, and you know he's not competent enough to jump up and get the coal off of him, and therefore the person who put the coal would be Hayav. Adan Allah Kitsada Regular, now we're starting the third Perik of Masechet Bavakama. In this parak, we're going to discuss if a human being damaged someone else, what would be the deen. So number one, If a person, I guess he was tired, he left his jug in Rashut HaRabim, someone else bumped into it, broke it, patur, the person who bumped into it and broke it is exempt from paying, and if he got damaged as a result, the owner of the barrel, is obligated to pay for the damage. So the Gemara right away asks, You started off with Kad, a person left his jug, something small in a Shutar beam, and you ended off with the owner of the barrel. Are we talking about a jug or barrel? And we have another Mishnah coming up, same idea. If one person is walking with his barrel, another person is walking with his beam, and this person's jug was broken because of this person's beam. Patur, the owner of the beam is Patur. They both had a right to be there, and therefore, I'm Patur. And same problem over there. Patach bechavid v'siyem. Bekad, you start off with the barrel, you end off with the jug. Utanana, I mean, again, you have it at the end of the Masechet. You have zeba bechavito, and this person is coming with his barrel of wine. Vezeba bechado shal devash, and this person is coming with a jug of honey. V'nisteka havit shal devash, and the honey barrel, this is honey barrel, not the honey jug, was cracked, and this person spilled out the wine, saved the uh, saved the honey with his uh, barrel, and lo ela secharo, he only gets uh, money for the uh, for the work that he did to save this person's honey, but he doesn't get paid for the wine that he lost. And again, same idea. Patah bekad You started off with a jug of honey, and then you ended off with a barrel of honey. So which one is it? So Amar it's the same thing. One is big, one is small. The jug, the kad is smaller than the barrel havit. And the mind of Kami. Now, what's the practical difference? The practical difference would be for buying and selling purposes. If someone asked for a jug, you give him something small. If someone asked for a barrel, you give him something big. So the man doesn't understand. What are we talking about? For in a place where they call jug, jug, barrel, barrel. Then, okay, then what's the mix-up? They didn't call a jug a barrel, barrel jug. So what's the mix-up? So what are we talking about? The majority of people in the area call a jug a jug, a barrel a barrel. But there are some people who call a jug barrel, barrel jug. I would have thought, go by the majority. When it comes to money, we don't go by the majority. Rather, whenever there's a safek, when it comes to money, then the, the one who's trying to pull out money, the burden of proof is on him. So we'd have to bring proof that I paid for this amount, not that amount, and so on. 
And the Gemara goes back to the Mishnah. In the, in the Mishnah, we said that a person left his jug in a shoot, and someone else bumped into it, broke it, he's patur. Am I patur? Why is he patur? He should look where he's going and be careful not to break someone else's things. And Tosfot clarifies, if the person walking would have gotten hurt, then okay, we would have said that the person who left it there is liable for damages. But when the person walking is the damager, he has to, a person has to be careful not to damage. But a person has no, there's no halakha that a person has to be careful not to get damaged himself. So a person really should technically have seen what's going on and be careful. So Amre Debe Rav Mishemedirav. So they send the Shiva of Rav in the name of Rav, Bimumalere Shutarabim Kula Habiot. Here's a person, he left a whole bunch of barrels in the middle of Rashutarabim. So he had nowhere else to go and he broke one of the barrels. That's why he's patush. Shmuel gives a different answer. We're talking about it was in the dark and the person was just walking and he couldn't see and he just broke. And that's why he's patur. Third answer, Beker and Zavid, we're talking about the person left it by the corner, person turned the corner, and then boom, he uh, bumped into a barrel. That's why he's patur. And Amar of Papa, Lodaika Matnitin, El Shmuel, If you want to pay attention to our Mishnah, it's Meduyak either like Shmuel or like Rabbi Hanan. But it can't be Rav. Why? The Ikerav, because if you want to say like Rav, that we're talking about a situation where he left it all in a Shutarabim. Then my area nitkal, and who cares if he tripped over it? Afilu shavarnami. Even if a person broke it on purpose, he's, he should also be patur. Why? Because the person was negligent when he left the, his barrels all over Rashut Arabim, and a person came and walked, and, and and he has nowhere else to go. Then okay, then you you left it negligently in the middle of Rashut Arabim, and therefore even if the person broke it on purpose, he's patur. But the Gemara doesn't like what Rav said because Amar of Zevid who adin dafilu shavar. Now, even if a person on purpose broke, you should be patur. Meaning, you're medayek from the Mishnah that if it we're talking about a situation where it was done uh, by mistake, you could even be medayek from the Mishnah that if he did it on purpose, patur. And when the Mishnah said nitkal, where a person uh, uh, stumbled and it sounds like it was a mistake, I did since the Sefa wanted to say that if a person got damaged as a result, the owner of the barrel has to pay. You mean you only have to pay for the, the person who fell damage only if it was a mistake. But if imagine he was uh, on purpose trying to break this barrel to get through and he got hurt, he wouldn't have to pay. What's the reason? Because who does he kind of shit? Because the person hurt himself. So since we want to say nitkal in the sefa, then katana resha nitkal. So the resha also said nitkal. Now the Gemara goes back to the question. Why should a person who broke something by mistake be patur? He should have seen where he was going. And we saw uh, the Rav said something, Shmuel said something, Rabbi Yohanan said something. Here's a fourth answer. This is what we said in the name of Rabbi Because it's not normal for someone to be looking in the street when he's walking. He's not paying attention. He's just, you know, he's looking in his own forearmot. He's only paying attention to himself. He's not paying attention to what's out there. And mistakes happen. And the Gemara says a story. There was a story in Hada'a. A person by mistake uh, tripped over uh, barrels or whatever it was. And he broke them. And Shmuel 
said he has to pay Bepumpadita, and the same story happened in Pumpadita, Bechayev Rabban, Rabba said he's obligated to pay. So now, Bishlam HaShemuel, Kishmata, understand why Shemuel says he's Hayav, because he holds like what he holds, that you only patur if it happened in the dark, so you could say this happened in the day. Ela Rabba, Lema Kishmuel, you're going to say that Rabba holds like Shemuel? So Amar of Papa, of Papa explains, no, Rabba doesn't necessarily hold like Shemuel, Karna de Atzra Have. No, we're talking about the corner of the olive press area. The Chevan de Bereshut Kav. A person had permission to put his barrels of oils over there. Everyone knows that on the corner there's an olive press. He had permission to put it there. The person walking should know that there's things unusually in that area and he has to be careful. So now this is a little bit different than everywhere else over here. In this area, you have to be careful. And that's why if you damage it by mistake, you would be obligated to pay. And Shalah Lerav Hasda Lerav Nahman of Hasda sent a question to Rav Nahman Hare Amru. So there's a there's a minhag of the Dayanim when someone uh, hits someone, Lirchuba Shalosh, if he needs him, you get three Silaim just for the embarrassment, not including the other stuff, just for the embarrassment, uh, the embarrassment part, you get three Silaim. The sport's not sure if uh, we're talking about a rich person, but a, but a poor person would get less, or we're talking about a poor person, but a rich person would get more for the embarrassment. So, But, but we said for a Ning, if someone needs his friend, you get three for the embarrassment. Ulbi'ita, kicking, Hamesh, you get five Silaim. Billy Snokeret, if someone uh, punches his friend using the donkey saddle or something like that, that's Shelosha, so you get 13. The question is, Lepanda de Mara, if someone hits his friend using the handle of a hoe, or Kofina de Mara, or with the metal part of the of the, of the the hoe, my, what would be the halacha? How much would you have to pay there? Shalah, Les, Rav Nahman told him, Hasda, Hasda, Kenasaka, Magbit, Bebabel, you're charging fines in Babel. Uh, when you're taking so- an embarrassment, that's a fine. Fines can only be done in Eretz Israel. So, so he asked him, okay, what exactly happened? So, there was a hole of water that belonged to partners, two people, and they, and they would uh, give water to their fields through it. And the deal was, each day another person would give water. Well, this person gets Sunday, that person gets Monday. So, one of them came and he, he pulled out water and gave it to his field on the wrong day. The second person said, It's my day, it's not yours. And Lash didn't care, he continued giving water to his field. So, he took the the handle of a hoe and he hit his friend with it. So, Amar Nahaman told him he doesn't have to pay anything. Opposite, he should have hit him a hundred times with that handle because he was trying to save his field. This person is stealing his water and he was supposed to water his field to save his field and this person is stealing so he could do whatever he wants to see, uh, to save him. And even according to the rabbi who holds, a person doesn't do judgments to himself. Meaning you're not your own rabbi, you're not uh, being posek halachot, and you're especially not carrying out piske halachot by yourself. Still, when you're actively losing, even that rabbi says you're not your own rabbi, over here he tell you, yes, you could be your own rabbi, and you could hit him just to save what you're losing. And therefore he's not obligated to pay for embarrassment. The tamar.
Because we, we said, Rav Yudah Amar Lo Avi Dinish Din Alin Avshir. Rav Yudah holds a person cannot carry out a din by himself, especially for himself. Rav Nachman Amar Avi Dinish Din Alin Avshir. And Rav Nachman says you could. So Hechad Ikap is that when you're losing, meaning if by the time you got a betin and everything, you're going to be losing. Everyone agrees you can do a din for yourself. And again, it sounds like they're showing me, you have to know 100% that belongs to you. It can't be one of those things, oh, no rabbi said yet. Meaning it has to be a case where you're 100% sure. The machloket between them is when there is no loss by you. If you Okay, the person took something from you, you could just go to Betin and there's no loss. Ravida said, you're not allowed to just take a marriage into your own hands. Since there is no loss of you, go to the Dayan. And says, a person can take marriage in his own hand. Since he believes he is correct over here, since he is 100% sure, he could get back his thing and not have to run to Betin, let the other person run to Betin. And the Gemara has a question, Mativ Rav Kahana. Rav Kahana has a question of Yehuda. We learned in the Tosefta Ben Bagbag Omer, Don't walk into your friend's yard to take something, even if it belongs to you, without permission. Because he might think you're a thief. Rather, break his teeth. Meaning, if you have to get it out of his hand, that's okay. Just tell him, I'm taking what belongs to me. Meaning, don't sneak around. Do it up outright. And this sounds like even when there's no loss, when you go to Betin, still a person could uh, take matters in his own hands, do a din for himself. So Alma there, Yudah responds, Does this make sense to you? Or another way of saying is, uh, here's an answer for you. But one way or another, Ben Bagabag, Ben Bagabag, he's a single opinion. The rabbis argue on him. Now, Rabbi Anai, he wants to answer the question of Kanaharan of Yudah. Uh, Rav Kana brought a bin Bagbag says, you could uh, break his teeth and say, I'm taking my own. It means, my shebor shechina. What does that mean, break his teeth? It means, badin, take him to betin. Ihachi, Sakmar says, if we take him to betin, ve'emor lo, and we're saying, tell him that you're taking what belongs to you, ve'omrim lo mi ba'ile. It should say, they tell him that he's taking what belongs to him. And when it says Sheli, I need no tell. It shouldn't be Sheli. Rather, Shelohu no tell me by the He's taking what belongs to him. And the Gemara is stuck that uh, Rabbi Anai doesn't make sense. And therefore, Kashya, the back and forth, the language of the Tosefta ben Bagbag wouldn't make sense according to Rabbi Anai. So we got to throw Rabbi Anai out. And we got to stay with what Rabbi Huda responded to Rav Kahana. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem Amen Amen.